Support for this NPR podcast comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, family-owned, operated, and argued over since 1980. Proud supporter of independent thought, whether that's online, over the air, or in a bottle. More at sierranevada.com. Sorry, my bottle's crackling there. That sounds dirty. Water does, does bottle. It, does it sound filthy? Hey! <laughs> <laughs> you got the sauce, Robin Hilton. You got the sauce. It's the most wonderful time of the week. It's the it's New Music Friday. It's the day when a whole bunch of great new albums drop. From All Songs Considered, I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with NPR Music's Stephen Thompson. Hello, Robin. And Ann Powers in Nashville. Hi, y'all. And uh, on this episode, we're running through the essential new releases for February 2nd, and there's no way around it. We have to start with this. So this is Justin Timberlake, his record is called Man of the Woods. And you know, he put out this teaser video for this. It, it was only like a minute long, but it was the most epic minute I'd ever seen in my life. You know, he's he's wading in water with his arms stretched out like some sort of baptism. He's tending a bonfire and he's now he's silhouetted against a sunlit field. And I'm thinking, what is this record gonna be? And and then at the end they say, you know what it is? It sounds like the Wild West, but now. So, Sounds like America. What do you say, Americana with 808s? I think with that's 808s. So, Ann Powers, tell us what is this record, and <laughs> is it the Wild West? But now, well, you know what? Justin Timberlake totally lied to us. Actually, that's what I thought the first time I heard this record. The second time I heard this record, I got it. Man of the Woods is is sort of like three records in one. There's a kind of standard Justin Timberlake record with songs like Filthy or or Sauce, which was actually co-written by country star Toby Keith, but which sounds like a Justin Timberlake song, you know. Um, he's got he Chris Stapleton this, on, a, on another, Chris Stapleton on he's another. He's got Stapleton, kind, yeah. but, but you know, he worked with uh, his regular producers, Timbaland and the Neptunes. But then there's another record kind of embedded in this record, which is a, almost like a mini concept album about his life, not in the South, where he's from, but in the West, in Montana, and his his love of his wife, the actress Jessica Biel, and the story of his discovering the outside magazine side of himself. And then there's a third side, I know, the Stapleton side, which is actually a pretty cool fusion of country and JT, but that side is unfortunately the least realized of the three. There's only a couple songs like that. so. I appreciate that he is a pop star who is so willing to stretch. And I, I like the way a lot of these songs have that feel. They're like they're still like dance pop sex jams, but they're also sparer and a little subtler. But God, the way this record was pitched was so goofy. And after all that run up, it's like, and now the first single. Filthy, <laughs> which <laughs> sounds exactly like every Justin yeah, Timberlake single ever. And it just had the, it just had this tone of like, this is my heart, this is my soul, this is drop that booty. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Ooh. 
But here's the thing. The singles were the weirdest drop ever. Like, the, the, the singles he's released up until this Chris Stapleton collaboration say something. They, they just made no sense. They don't really reveal what this album is at its heart, which actually is his attempt to fuse Justin Timberlake sound, Timbaland sound, Pharrell sound with these thoughts about what it's like to go hiking in Montana. I really want Justin Timberlake to do a whole record with Chris Stapleton. Country is open to this kind of sound now. There's tons of young artists exploring soul and R&B, and uh, Timberlake and Stapleton's voices go well together. Please, let's have that. Let's have that Men of the Woods record, the two of them together. I can see the cover. I can see the campaign. Steven and I with axes. <laughs> they're, they're, they're dressing a deer. Oh, I'm a lumberjack and I'm okay. <laughs> dressing a deer. Well, we're, we're actually going to talk about a, a straight-up contemporary country record a little bit later on, but let's go to what is probably the second biggest, or for some maybe the biggest or most anticipated release of the week, Rye. new record is called Blood. This song is Waste. It really captures the vibe of the whole record. But So the, the band went on basically an unplanned five-year hiatus. It's been five years since their previous record. Uh, Stephen, what should we think of this return? Well, I'm really excited about it. I mean, you, you said uh, the band. I mean, it's really Mike Miloš. Yeah. Um, the first record that, that Rye made, a Woman, from five years ago, was a little more of a collaboration with the producer Robin Hannibal, who very, very quickly left. Right. And people think of this as, oh, this is kind of his solo breakout. It's it's really what Rye has been for a very long time. And when I was talking about Justin Timberlake, I used words like spare and subtle. This album and this band is all about spareness and subtlety. Rye makes seduction songs for pre-existing couples. <laughs> How do you mean? It's a different kind of seduction. It is a seduction that is hardwired with familiarity. It's not necessarily like, hey, I just met you and this is crazy. Let's, let's hook <laughs> right. up. Right. It's, it's much more like you're tired, I'm tired. You're constantly looking to reconnect within a relationship. So the songs are still sexual and the songs are still sexy, but there's this comfort built into them that I just think is is so cool and so natural and so beautiful. It's really smooth, and, <laughs> and it, it's music that changes the whole vibe in the room. I mean, it's like when overhead lights hear this music, they automatically dim. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. how much... 
how much of it has to do with his voice? Like, I remember when we all heard this voice initially and people uh, wondered if it was a woman, they, you know, very androgynous. And I think that kind of voice right now really speaks to a moment when gender identity, we talk about gender identity in ways that are very fluid now. There's a, you know, in that five years, this idea of what gender can be has kind of expanded and, and Rye sounds like the soundtrack to that to me. Well, I'm going to go to a record that is one that has its own kind of vibe that can completely change the mood of the room. It's an odd one. It's from one of the main guys in Godspeed You, Black Emperor. Uh, His name's Ephraim Menuk. And his record is called, lovingly, Pissing Stars. But let's let's just listen to how it opens. So it's almost like you've you've walked in on this sleeping beast, right? Yeah. That's just sitting there waiting. It's giving me this slight vibe of I'm about to be murdered. <laughs> it is dark. This whole record is really dark. And then when I tell you what it's inspired by and what it's about, you, it, you're going to have a huge disconnect. But the whole record, it's about a story that Ephraim Minnick read back in the 1980s about Mary Hart, <laughs> who, the host of Entertainment oh, Tonight okay, back then. I see where this is going. And her romance with uh, Mohammed Khashoggi, who was the son of a Saudi arms dealer. <laughs> and he, he says, Ephraim Minnick said in a statement, He says, it got stuck in me like a mystery, like an illumination, this vulgar pairing that was also love. These privileged scions of death and self-alienation, but also love. He says, I've carried it in me for three decades now. (laughs) And he turns it into this incredibly abstract, dark, it's sinister. Let me play just a little bit of what is probably the most up-tempo cut. It's called A Lamb in the Land of Payday Loans. One of the reasons we do this New Music Friday podcast is because we want to point out the records that are worth listening to in their entirety. It really is. This isn't about singles. And this album, Pissing Stars by Ephraim Minnick, is such a journey to listen to. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, Godspeed You Black Emperor makes a lot of this very kind of orchestral, head-filling music that can be very, very beautiful and at, at moments a little bit comforting, yeah. but the overall effect, it's really not often that you hear instrumental music that is meant to incite, yeah. to like incite a, a kind of intense feeling and incite anger, incite the revolution. And like Godspeed You Black Emperor is a, is at its heart a revolutionary band. Like it is a band with an eye on upending systems. And I think you get a sense like this guy is a big creative force in that band. 
he's going to go for the jugular in that way, even when he's making music that is beautiful. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. Pissing stars from Ephraim Menick. So I'm not really sure how to get into this next record. <laughs> but if we're, if we're talking... There's no about, way. There was no clean way, really. I, but I guess I'll say, if we're talking about records that can change the, the mood of the room, this will certainly do that for some. Let me hit this. <laughs> still be here working the same job in a year alone some nights I pour a beer and think about all the things I can't control my boss the bills and growing old I pray to God that down the road it'll all work out But all I know right now Is I'll be up in the morning with coffee or porn And take it on down the road I'll be swinging the hammer, climbing a ladder And hauling that heavy load And girl, I'll keep on trying, keep on driving on Driving through just as long as I can drive on This is Montgomery Gentry. The record is Here's to You. The song we're hearing is Drive On Home. And tell us about Montgomery Gentry and why this one stands out this week. I wouldn't normally bring in a mainstream country (laughs) album to y'all, but I really like this record by Montgomery Gentry. And also, there's a tragic reason to recognize this platinum-selling, hit-making country duo that's been around since 1999, and that is that Troy Gentry, whose beautiful tenor is featured in many of their songs, died in a helicopter crash in September. So Eddie Montgomery, who has the more baritone voice in the duo, has decided to continue on, and this album was completed two days before Troy Gentry died in that crash. Now, the other reason I want to bring it in is just sometimes I think, hey, you think you don't like country music. You think you don't like especially contemporary. Nothing past, you know, Johnny Cash. Well, Montgomery Gentry is the kind of country act that I think people who scorn country music would like if they sat down with this record. It's very soulful. It's rooted in Southern rock. But they also get at the heart of what country's great at, which is telling real stories about regular people. Yeah, I totally agree with all of that. I sometimes have a problem getting past that twang, you know, the the sort of affected way of singing, but I, I think one of the things that contemporary country music does do best is it finds, it takes the smallest moments in life and they find, they somehow make them seem like they speak to universal truths, yeah. you know, and mm. I, I have to say, too, with just about every track on this, when you get to the chorus, every single chorus is just, they just nail it. Yeah. And I, every time, like, even if I'm not into a contemporary country song, every time I get to the chorus, I'm like, damn, they nail these choruses <laughs> all the time. And this is that full on connected to Southern rock sound that I think if you like Chris Stapleton, you might like this record. Yeah. 
We're spending a bit more time with each of these records than, than we often do in these New Music Friday podcasts, but I think it's because a lot of these records, there's just so much to dig into. And this next album I want to talk about by the band Field Music, it's called Open Here. It changes so much throughout the course of this record that I've got to play little bits and pieces from it, starting with this song, Time in Joy. If I come, I'm shy. Field Music is a band from England, and it, the music in this record, Open Here, is often very quirky and playful, but it's not like comical or what you might expect when I use those words, quirky and playful. You know, it's so much of this record is entirely unexpected, incredibly inventive. Sometimes they sound like an 80s new wave <laughs> band, and then there are these beautiful string arrangements and harmonies that sound very beatly. Take a listen to this title track, Open Here. And here's a song called No King, No Princess. And then this closing track, Find a Way To, sounds like something Sufjan Stevens would do. You know, the little trilling, <laughs> trilling flutes and the horns and the polyrhythms. I mean, this is a record that's worth spending a lot of time with because it changes so much. It's just such a neat, like incredibly dynamic sound. Cool band. Just one last record that we want to talk about and play a bit from today. It's actually a record that is celebrating its 45th anniversary with a deluxe edition. And it is the self-titled debut record from the band Roxy Music. Field Music, uh, the band that we just heard before, their lead singer-songwriter David Brewis says that he was inspired in part by the early music of Roxy Music, and there are a lot of times where you can hear it, particularly like on the saxophones and some of the horn arrangements. And Anne, you, you call Roxy Music, this record Roxy Music, one of the greatest albums of all time. Roxy Music's first album is the only one that every time I hear it, I feel like I've heard something new. I mean, 
I got into Roxy Music, as most people my age did, through their later stuff, through the Avalon, 80s. that yeah. kind of am- ambient, um, beautiful stuff. But when I when I heard this record, it's just all the elements. Andy McKay's saxophone, those crazy vocals from Brian Ferry, obviously the Brian Eno electronics from this early time. It's like, what is this? What is rock and roll? Rock and roll is a different thing suddenly than I ever knew it was before. It's the quintessential art rock record. It's the beginning to me, along with the Velvet Underground's first record of punk. And it is also just constantly fresh and modern. I came to Roxy Music in the 80s as well, and it was it was quite a while before I went back and discovered this first record, and it was so, it was like I'd entered the upside down world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's I, true. this record's 45 years old, and you know, I turned 45 not too long ago, and I wish <laughs> that I could age as well as this record. <laughs> I think this moment that when Roxy Music put out this record, the early 70s, is possibly the most creatively free moment of the rock and roll era anyway. Always worth diving back into that time period. And and I think, as Robin, you just shared that example of field music still so influential today. Definitely still resonating, for sure, yeah. Roxy Music, the 45th anniversary edition, also out today. For a complete playlist of all the albums we talked about, check the podcast description for this episode. You can also listen to full versions of these songs uh, from these records and a whole lot of other great releases in the New Music Friday Spotify playlist. Go to npr.org slash Spotify. You can also open the Spotify app and search for NPR Music. You can follow me on Twitter at NPROBIN, NPROBIN, NPROBIN. I'm at I Dislike Stephen, that's S T E P H E N. And K Powers. And K- at Twitter. With an E or without an E, Anne? Oh, sorry, no E. And K Powers. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Lots of great music thank to be excited so about. Yes, thank you. I'm just going to go be a woman of the woods. <laughs> For NPR Music and All Songs Considered, I'm Robin Hilton.